Thank you for tuning in to RTM Nation Online, where we believe that you will receive the abundance of peace, prosperity, security, stability, health, healing, and truth. If you would like to learn more about the ministry, click the link below. Also, don't forget to subscribe to the channel. Now let's get into the message. Well, Merry Christmas and, and welcome to Revealing Truth Ministries, St. Pete. Hey, man, we're glad that you're, you're here with us today. We've been t teaching from, uh, well, maybe a week or so ago, we started a, a message theme titled A Firm Foundation, A Firm Foundation. And, um, and what we know from that is that God the Father has already given us a foundation to stand on. And since he did it, he did it right. He did it well. And we don't have to go out and try to make up our own foundation or we don't have to borrow somebody else's, but he has given us one. And the one that he gave us is a good one. Amen? Amen. Amen. So, you know, and that foundation builds expectation. I can look at the foundation and by the foundation, I can expect some things to happen in my life. The foundation determines the building that's happening on top, right? The foundation builds expectation. If I know Jesus, the apostles and the prophets are in the foundation. If I know Jesus and the promises are in the foundation, if I know Jesus and the very power and the spirit of God, if that's in my foundation, then I expect, to be, I expect that what's going to be built on that foundation to be great. If the foundation is great, then the building's going to be great. Do you understand that? Now, let me, just, let me just tell you right now. The measure for me that you understand what I just said is how you respond. If you understand what I just said, if you, if you understand that recognizing the foundation that your life is being built on, if your foundation is great, then what's being built on the foundation is great as well. Glory to God. And I think this is the disconnect. We may expect that the foundation and the setting of the foundation is our responsibility. See, if the foundation and the laying on the foundation is my responsibility, then it's subject to me. And I know me. I know my good and I know my bad. And then we expect that the building on that foundation may be my responsibility. And if the building on the foundation is my responsibility, again, I know me and I know where I'm good and I know where I'm bad. And I might not praise. I might not shout. I might not get excited if I think that the foundation is my responsibility and the building is my responsibility. I might not praise. I might not get excited about that because I know then what's built on it is subject to me. But what I'm trying to tell you is that God the Father it's, took the responsibility to lay a foundation for you. He already laid the foundation for you. So it's not subject to you. It's not subject to your good. It's not subject to your bad. He's already laid a foundation for you. And we know through the scripture that all the building is up to him, too. What do we know? If the Lord build the house, right, we want to allow the Lord to build the house. So he's responsible for laying your foundation and he's already decided what he wants to be built on it. And that's good news. Amen. And I'm trying to tell you that he didn't give you a foundation meant for a shack but he gave you a foundation for a palace. Amen? Amen. So now I can look at the foundation. I can look at Jesus. I can look at Jesus' finished work. 
I can look at all that Jesus means, all that Jesus did. I can look at the apostles, men and women who have come to establish this is how the church should operate. I can look at the prophets, men and women who've come and said, this is what God is saying. I can look at all those messages, and all, all those things that are in my foundation. And if I look and see that all of that is good, then from looking at the foundation, now I have expectation that what's going to be built on that foundation is going to be just as good. Amen. That's the way that it works. Amen. 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 So that's the thing. That's what we've been talking about. And uh, today, uh, the message title is inspect your building, inspect your building. And the purpose of this is foundation determines the building. The foundation determines the building. The foundation determines the building. See, after you inspect your foundation, the next thing that you need to do is inspect your building. After you've inspected the foundation, the next thing to do is to inspect your building because the foundation determines the building. The foundation determines what's supposed to go on top of it. Do you hear what I'm saying? So inspect your foundation, inspect your building. By looking at the foundation, I can determine what the Father plans to build on it. By looking at the foundation, I can determine what the Father plans to build on it. And let me tell you, the Father plans to build an amazing life for you. It's his plan to build an amazing life for you. Why? Because I look at the foundation. I look at all that he invested in the foundation. He invested Jesus in the foundation. He invested many men and women of God in the foundation. If that's the foundation, if the, if the foundation is amazing, then the life that's going to be built on this foundation is just as amazing. Amen? Amen. You ready to hear about that? Yes. Yes. This is, so this is how I look at it. You know, I, um, you know, I was, well, I graduated from a um, Pinellas County school, and um, one of the things that I learned from my public school education is how to go back and make revisions. You remember English class? English or literature class, you know? I remember one of the big things about uh, uh, literature or about English class, you write them papers and you're always encouraged to go back and make revisions, right? And, 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 and you know, I'll just tell them myself, maybe you are, you know, that dutiful student that you always did it the right way, but that wasn't me. Sometimes my goal, if my teacher, if the teacher told me that, that you know, this paper is required to be so many words, my goal was just to get the word count. All I, all I want to do is fill up these pages so I can get the word count, and, and we're good. I'm done, right? And often that's how we do life. We don't want to go back and make any revisions. We just want to get the word count. All I want to do is fill up these pages. I want to fill up the pages, fill up my days with life, and then, and then I'm done. But Holy Spirit wants to make some revisions. Holy Spirit wants to go back and see what's needed, see what's not needed, because the Father always has a point. The Father started this thing with a main idea. He had an idea in mind before we got to living, right? And the goal is that it all ties in with his main idea. So Holy Spirit wants to do some revising. Amen. Amen. After you inspect your foundation, 
inspect your building, just like a paper. After you get the writing, you got to go back and make revisions. So after, you know, God has set you on a foundation. If you're saved, you've chosen Jesus as the Lord of your life, then you have a foundation. And as you get to living every now and then, you've got to inspect what's being built on the foundation to make sure that the building matches the foundation. You understand that? After you inspect your foundation, inspect your building. I love that I see people taking notes. Amen. After you inspect your foundation, inspect your building. Does your life, does your life match the model? Does your life match the model? Let's look at our first scripture, Isaiah chapter 28. Isaiah chapter 28, we're going to read uh, verse 16 from the King James Version. Isaiah 28, 16. Man, it's good to have voices of legacy here across the bridge. They did a wonderful job, a wonderful job. And you know what we see, what they produce is the result of many men and women investing and sowing into them, sowing time in order to help them produce that, right? No bunch of five, six, seven, eight-year-olds ain't going to get up there and produce that on their own. It takes a lot of uh, work from some dedicated adults, so we are grateful to all that, that are willing to do that. Amen? Yeah. Amen. You there? Isaiah 28, verse 16, it says this. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God, behold, I lay, who's laying? God is. He says, I lay in Zion for a foundation, a stone, a tried stone, a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. See, the father is laying a sure foundation. Now what he says next, this is the result of him laying the foundation. The results of this foundation being laid are as follows. He that believeth shall not make haste. So the result of this this foundation being laid is the person who trusts in the foundation, the person who stands on the foundation, doesn't make haste. Another way to say that, the person who trusts in the foundation or is relying on the foundation will not be ashamed. The Father's laid a foundation. I can go back and expect what's being built on the foundation, and one of the, one of the, the, the evidence or the thing that I'm checking or the thing that I'm measuring is that if the Father's laid the foundation and I'm trusting in the foundation, then I'm not going to be ashamed. You see that? If the, father, the Father's laid the foundation, if I'm trusting in the foundation that he's laid, then I'm not going to be in haste. I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to be ashamed. Where I'm standing, I don't have to be ashamed. Anybody ever stepped in something and they were ashamed? Just, no, everybody stepped in something. And <laughs> afterwards, you're a little ashamed. Anybody ever, you know? But the evidence that we're standing and we're trusting in what the Father's laid is that there is no shame. I have nothing to be ashamed of, right? Another translation says that those who trust in the foundation, um, it says a trusting life will not fall apart. A trusting life will not fall apart. When things are happening, things happen around you, things happen in society, things happen in your life, Things can happen in your family. Things can even happen in you or to you. But the evidence that you're standing on the foundation that he laid for you is that you don't fall apart because of it. Do you understand that? You don't fall apart. So as I'm inspecting my building, 
one thing I can use to measure is my level of anxiety, my level of stress. Am I allowing these things that are happening, these circumstances around me, am I being moved by circumstances or can I stay firm, can I stay in confidence, can I stay relaxed because my trust is in the foundation that he provided for me. You understand that? If you understand that, say amen. amen. The trusting life will not fall apart. After you inspect your foundation, inspect your building. A trusting life will not be in panic. A trusting life again, will not fall apart. Listen to this. Don't settle for less. Stop maintaining the mess. Don't settle for less and stop maintaining a mess. Stop doing maintenance on a mess. Stop doing maintenance on a mess. I got some people shaking their hands because you know you look back over your life, and I look back over my life, and I know that there are some times when I was just maintaining a mess. I was just doing maintenance on a mess. You know, I had my, my, my duct tape, and I was trying to MacGyver some stuff together. Maintaining a mess. How many resources, how much time, how much energy do you waste trying to maintain something that ain't even supposed to be on that foundation? Stop trying to maintain the mess. Don't settle for less than what God has for you. Don't let, settle for less than what he intends to build on your foundation. Don't settle for less than what he's promised you. Don't settle for less than what Jesus finished for you. You understand that? Don't settle for less. Stop doing maintenance on a mess. There's some things in our lives, truth be told, there's some things in our lives that just need to fall apart. There's some stuff that we rigged together and we just need to put our hands up, back up, back up and just and let it fall apart. And here's some evidence. Here's a measure that you can use. If 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 it's only standing because you got your hands in it. Then that's a good indication that it's your effort that's keeping it together. If I take my hands off and it falls apart, just walk away from it and leave it. It wasn't supposed to be built there in the first place. You understand that? Don't settle for less than what God is doing in your life and stop doing maintenance on the mess. You know, I've told this story before, but, you know, I like Jaguars. I like Jaguar cars. I like them. I don't I can't tell you why I can't exactly pinpoint the, the day or the reason that I like these cars. I just do. As far as I can remember, it was the first car I liked. OK, I like the car. So, you know, it, it, as I was growing up and now I've, I'm learning, I'm learning how to use my faith. Um, some years ago, um, man, I was believing, I was like, man, it's time, I'm going to get me a Jag. I need a car, I might as well believe for the best, right? You know, I'm going to get it, you know? And, uh, and I'm practicing faith, and I'm practicing faith, and I'm praying, and I'm confessing it. And I kid you not, I would get in the car on a one-way trip, and I would count 20 Jaguars. I mean, it's like they're coming from everywhere. I'm telling you, it was, it was something. But even with the people that I was with, I was like, man, do you see this? They're like, yeah. I ain't never seen this many Jaguars ever in one day. I said, my faith, I'm pulling them to me. I'm pulling it to me, <laughs> right? But, you know, I, I have this tendency of, you know, uh, and, and maybe somebody can relate or maybe it's just me. You know, sometimes I have a tendency of starting in faith and then I get off in myself a little bit, you know. And this is one of those situations where I was starting in faith, but then I got a little anxious and I went ahead and found one and bought it, right? It was beautiful, too. It was a beautiful blue camel color um, interior. I mean, that car had some things in it. They advertised in the day for some new cars. It was nice. 
and it rolled like, a, I mean, that thing floated like a cloud. I got in there, oh man, I was driving good for about three months. <laughs> yeah, three months, rolled real good for three months. Had so many challenges with that car. Oh my goodness, but I tried to hold on to it. I was trying to do everything in my power to keep it together. And you know how it is, you know, when something, something comes to you and you believe in that this is from God and the first little trouble that comes, you brush it off and like, this is just a little opposition, but I'm gonna stay in faith, I'm gonna push on through this. <laughs> but then you know, after a while, you like, you know, Holy Spirit done told you, this not me, this is not me. But I'm trying to still hold that thing together. I'm trying to hold that thing together, man. And after a while, I got some wisdom. I said, no, nah, I got to just let this go. Just let it go. Some things need to fall apart. Sometimes we need to be brought to the point where it's like, okay, this, this ain't it. This, doesn't, this ain't even matching his standard. This is, this is not a blessing. This is a curse. <laughs> <laughs> The amount of money and the amount of resources I was putting in that car, I said, this is not a blessing. This is a curse. Let it go. You understand? You know, I remember a season where I, um, just a couple of times, you know, through my, my working life where I, I, I tried to get that extra job. You know, I'm seeing certain things that I want to do. Conditions are a certain way. And I could just stand in faith and believe God and continue through and push through. But, you know, I can get a extra job. You know, there have been a couple of times I went and got that extra job. There was a season I was, I was, I just started with the school system. I was working, I was a, uh, what they used to call an hourly. I was an hourly teacher in a school. So school starts at like 7.30. I got to be there 7.30 in the morning. And I'm working with kids all day, right? But in this season, I don't, you know, I just wanted some extra money or whatever. I didn't have a good reason, but wanted to make some extra money. So I caught myself going to get a third shift job. So here I am, I'm working all day with kids. I get this third shift job at the hospital, and I literally would show up at work some days. I mean, I would get off work at the hospital, go home, only have enough time to change clothes, take a shower, change clothes, and get to work. And I'd be working one-on-one with kids, right? And, and there's one class I would go to. Um, these, these students had some you know, high-need students, and I'm working one-on-one with this kid, and I'm sitting down, and the kid is sitting in front of me, and the class is, is, is a high-needs class, so it's, it's, I mean, it's like Tom and Jerry all around us, right? But I finally got this kid to sit down. He's sitting down, I'm sitting down, and I am falling asleep right in front of the kid. And the kid is so, so cute, he's so funny, he taps me in the shoulder, he says, Mr. Mills, you sleepy? <laughs> oh my goodness. I say, yes, yes, Chris, I, I am sleepy. And, it, and it, it didn't take me long to figure out, you know what, this is not the will of God. See, sometimes we try to do things, we try to build things on the foundation that God has given us. We step in and try to intervene on his behalf. But listen, time out for that, you know, just let it go. Let it go. If it's supposed to stand, it'll stand because he built it. Amen. 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 Don't settle for less. Stop doing maintenance on a mess. Listen, a foundation is built to only hold so much. You understand that? A foundation is built only to hold so much. Hey, Mr. Al, that's my buddy right there. Good to see you, man. A foundation is built only to hold so much. You got that? The foundation in its building, in the engineering that was done, in just the foundation, it was built to only hold so much. So the question is, what do you need to unload? 
What do you need to unload? You know, in, in, in engineering and in home construction or building in construction, they have some terms. They have a structural load, and then they have something called a living load. When it comes to building a, a house or, or, or a skyscraper or a tower, you know, they consider the structural load. The structural load is the actual structure, the frame of that building that's going to go on that foundation. And they actually calculate the weight of the structural load to go on that foundation. And then they also estimate a living load. Now, I think this is interesting. The living load that they actually take into calculation when they lay the foundation, the living load is all the furniture and all the potential people that could be in the building at one time that adds weight to the foundation. They didn't determine the structural load and the living load after it was built. They determined that in the foundation. Foundations are only built to hold so much. So what happens when you add things that aren't supposed to be on the foundation? It's time to unload some stuff. It's time to unload. You understand? It's time to unload. A foundation only holds so much. What do you need to unload? There are certain habits that the foundation doesn't support. There's, certain, there's a certain lifestyle. There's certain lifestyle choices. There's certain thinking. The foundation that God gave you doesn't support that line of thinking. There are certain words and vocabularies that don't, don't, it doesn't fit the foundation that you've been given. So what do you need to unload? Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 13. Ezekiel chapter 13, we're going to read verse 14. They may have a different um, version or translation up there. I'm going to read it from the easy reader version, though. You know what? Let's do this first. I'll start at verse 11. Ezekiel 13, go back to verse 11. The Father plans to build you an amazing life. If you're using energy and resources on things that don't match your foundation, stop. Ezekiel chapter 13, verse 11 from the Amplified, it says this. It says, say to them who dab it with whitewash that it shall fall. You see that? This is God talking. There shall be a downpour of rain, and you, O great hailstones, shall fall, and a violent wind shall tear it apart. The whitewashed, flimsy wall will fall. Now, this is a time when God is prophesying. God is using the prophet to speak to actually speaking to other prophets who have placed things on the foundation that he didn't even say go on it, right? And he's telling them, that what you're building will fall. It's a guarantee. As a matter of fact, then in some of your translations, it uses the word plaster. Now, in Hebrew, the Hebrews knew that when they see that word that we translate as plaster, it had a double meaning. One of the meanings is plaster. And you know what plaster is, right? Would you try to build your house with plaster? No. Right? So one of the meanings is plaster. The other meaning is it's going to fall apart. 
So they automatically knew. When I see this word plaster, I already know it's going to fall apart. Right? And there are some things that we've taken and put on the foundation that God has given us, and it's just plaster. It's whitewash, and it's going to fall apart. But when it falls apart, we shouldn't fall apart. And I know some of those things, we take time and energy and resources and our, and our desires and our wants are connected to these things. But the truth is, if you're trying to hold it up through your own strength, it's going to fall apart. Yeah. And understand this, the beauty of it is that because you have a loving God, because you have a loving father, it's going to fall apart. <laughs> it's going to fall apart. And that seems like a place that we should be sad and distraught and, you know, man, I don't want nothing in my life to fall apart. But listen, listen, listen. Just like he's telling these people, if it's something that I didn't build, if it's something that I didn't intend to be on this foundation, it needs to fall apart. Right? So he tells them straight up. He tells them it's going to fall apart. Look at verse number 14. Verse 14, I'm going to read this from the easy reader version. It says this. You put plaster on the wall. But I will destroy the whole wall. I will pull it to the ground and the wall will fall on you. And then you will know that I am the Lord. Another translation, I think it's from the Amplified, says the walls will fall. Everything that you built on the foundation that I gave you, it will fall. It will fall apart and the foundation will be exposed and the foundation will be exposed. God is trying to remind us of our foundation. I'm taking off all that stuff, that house you made out of cards. I'm taking it all off so that you can be reminded of what the foundation looks like. I want to bring you all the way down to the foundation. But if we see the foundation, we'll understand that that's a place to shout. That's a place to get excited about, because when I look down at this foundation, the foundation builds an expectation of great things to come. If the foundation is great, then I know the building on top is great as well. Amen. That's a place a place to praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the foundation only holds so much. And whatever is built on this foundation that doesn't belong, it will be knocked down. So the question for us now is, what do we need to unload? What do we need to unload? What habits, what beliefs, what vocabulary, what words do we need to unload? Just go ahead and get rid of it because it's not fitting on this foundation. What do we need to unload? Here we are standing at the threshold of 2019, a brand new year. This is a good time to unload some stuff. Yeah. This is a good time to just let some stuff go. This is a good time to say, you know what? I'm not even trying to carry this mess into 2019. I've been maintenance, maintenance and doing maintenance on this mess all 2018, and I ain't got time for it in 2019. I'm going to go ahead and take my hands off and see what happens. And if it falls apart, it falls apart. (laughs) If it falls apart, it falls apart. Amen. I'm going to be reminded of the foundation that I got, right? It's time to make some revisions. It's time to go back and revise. It's time to make sure that we've stayed on Focus. It's time to make sure that we're still on point. It's time to make sure that what's being built, my life, the life that's being built on the foundation that he provided actually matches the foundation. Amen. You know, um, there have been some, there's this theme that's going on in a lot of the movies today about purging, right? One of them I don't watch. I ain't going there. 
some of y'all know, right? They even got one called The Purge, right? Yeah. And then there was even a movie that I did watch. I actually watched this a few times. And um, um, this was the last um, Avengers movie, um, Avengers Infinity War. Anybody saw it? Some people saw it. The rest of y'all too holy to go to the movies. That's why we're going to have a movie night right here at the church for your holy self. I figure if we bring the movie here, then what you going to, right? But anyway, so, so, so I, I watched the movie um, Avengers Affinity War. I actually watched it a few times and uh, didn't know, and I'm not, I mean, I like movies. I'm not really into superhero movies that much, but for whatever reason, I was just drawn to watch this movie a couple times. And there's a, there's a character, um, the villain, who was actually... You know, he thinks he's a hero because his whole purpose or his, his thing is, listen, we need to purge the earth. Now, he thinks that the way to purge the earth is to get rid of half the population. But he's saying that's what we need to do in order to get things back balanced, right? There's this idea of purging, letting go of what doesn't belong. Why? So we can be back in, in balance. See, there's some things in our lives that we just need to purge, some things that we just need to let go. It doesn't match the foundation that I've been given. It doesn't match the foundation that my life is being built on. So I need to just let it go. Let it go. Go ahead and tell your neighbor, let, let, it, go. let it go. Tell the other neighbor that you didn't talk to. It's time to purge. <laughs> you know, it's time to purge. And then, you know, um, you know, been doing some, a little traveling lately. And you know how it is these days when you I mean, I mean, if buying a plane ticket wasn't already difficult and they add on top of it all the, the fees and your baggage got to weigh a certain amount and all of that kind of stuff. Oh, my goodness. It makes it so different. Make, makes it worth getting a travel agent, just dealing with all of that kind of stuff. You know, sometimes there's some trips and I like, you know, when I travel, I like to travel light. I'm only taking what I need. I like to travel light. You know, I don't like carrying a whole bunch of stuff. If I could fit everything in one bag, great. I put everything in one bag. I'll do. I ain't playing. I'll put everything in one bag, bring my bag on the plane with me and have it right above my head where I know where it is. Right. But you ever been in one of them situations where you pack a bag and you get it to the airport and they have you put it on that scale? That's a scary scale. That scale. That's the dreaded scale, because, you know, you know, if it's too heavy. Right. It's going to cost you. If it's too heavy, it's going to cost you, right? And we can apply that same thing to our lives. There's some things we're carrying and you really don't need. If it's too heavy, it's going to cost you. You might try to keep it with you for as long as you want to, but I'm telling you, at some point, it's going to cost you, and you just need to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Tell your neighbor to travel light. The extra, the extra weight will cost you. The extra weight will cost you, okay? And that's where we are. So now we're at this place of decision. We're at this place of decision. The purpose of a message is always to bring us to a place of decision. The purpose of hearing from God, God always wants to bring us to this place of decision. After I've spoken to you, now what are you going to do? After I've shared with you, now it's time for you to make a decision. You know, so often we, we hear a word and, and we go off and we leave and we keep doing the same things that we've been doing but it's time out for that. God is making revisions. Holy Spirit is making revisions. He's revising. He's trying to get us right. 
He's trying to get us right for victory. He's trying to get us right so we can conquer. He's trying to get us right so we can be more efficient. So now we're at this place of, of decision. Now we reflect over our lives, and even as we are speaking, some of you were thinking about some things that you've been carrying, and you know what? Maybe you've been struggling with it because you ain't supposed to be carrying it. And some of you have been thinking about some things that you know from the start that you tried to put that thing together. You rigged that thing up. And now here we are at the end of December 2018, getting ready to go into 2019. And listen, let me help you. Allow the Holy Spirit to lead you to let go of what needs to be let go of. So you're not adding any unneeded weight on the foundation that he already gave you. If we look down at this foundation he's provided, the foundation determines what's supposed to be built on it. The foundation is great. The life that you're supposed to be living is a great life. God plans for you to live an amazing life. I'm going to allow him to architect this thing. I'm going to stop trying to do my own thing. I'm going to allow him to be the architect of it. I want you to think about those things right now because I want you to make a decision today. A few times a year, I go to Atlanta. My oldest daughter lives in Atlanta. We travel up to Atlanta, and um, I'll go to my uncle's house. My uncle lives in um, Ellenwood. For years, there's been this house on the corner of Panola and Hearn. It's the ugliest house I've ever seen in my life. This house sits on about three acres of land. Three acres of land. And it's big. It's big and ugly. I mean, you look at this house and you know no professional did that. You look at this house and you know somebody with some money and some time decided that they was going to build their own house. And that's what it looks like. It's a mess. And I'm waiting for the day I ride by and see that thing knock to the ground. I'm just waiting. I'm just hoping and praying that they just realize that this is not the idea. Let's just start from scratch. But the last time I went, you wouldn't believe what I saw. The last time I went, I saw the same ugly house with a new coat of paint on it. (laughs) Don't laugh too hard. Because how often do we try to do the same thing? I know it's a mess, but just maybe if I put a new coat of paint, it'll be okay. I know it's a mess, but maybe if I just invest a little more time in it, it'll be all right. No. Knock it down. Let God build a house. This is what I want you to do. Do you hear today? Because I want to be, I want to join you. I'm with you. I'm with you in this. You're not alone. If you're here, you've heard the message, and you've thought about some things that you know. Maybe you're just not sure. You're just not sure. Maybe this is God. Maybe it's not. Maybe this is his building. Maybe I built it on my own. Maybe he's holding it up. Maybe I'm holding it up. I don't know. 
But everybody stand up. If you're here and you recognize and you know that there's some things, there's some things that, you know what, this just needs to go ahead and come on down. I want you to raise your hand. And today, today we're deciding together, today we're deciding together that we're going to let the Lord build his house. No more of my own self-effort. The Holy Spirit is going to lead me in the designing and the building of this house. I recognize that he's given me a strong, good foundation. The foundation is right. There's no question about the foundation. If I'm saved, I belong to him, I don't have to question the foundation because he laid it himself. Foundation ain't a problem. I got a good foundation. All this stuff I'm trying to build on it, that's what's in question. No more. I'm not carrying this stuff into 2019. I'm letting it go. I'm letting it go. 2019 will be filled of his doing. 2019 will be filled with his work. 2019, he's the architect. He's the builder. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Go ahead and give him some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We pray that today's message was a blessing to you. If you would like to help us further expand the vision, simply text the word GIVERTM to the number 41444 or visit us online at www.revealingtruth.org. Now remember, Jesus loves you.